The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there, and a huge welcome to the first show of 2021. It's been a very interesting start to the year, and I think there's so much going on, so many challenges that the first thing to do is to just take a second to breathe, to become present, because this is your time. This is Leadership for Life, your life. And one of the themes today is around how you create success for yourself, no matter what's going on around you. And there are certain things that can help you. I'm going to explore some of those today. I'm really excited to uh, be sharing with you later on my guest, Joseph Frankie III, and he has humongous experience in helping people use LinkedIn. Now, those of you that are business people will, I'm sure, be familiar with LinkedIn, but are you making the best of it? But before we get on to that, and I introduce him properly, I want to talk to you about how is it that you create ongoing success for yourself? I'm really, really keen that despite everything that's going on, despite the challenges politically, health-wise, economically, that you recognize that you have the capacity to succeed and succeed well, big part of that, is you've got to believe. I've done a huge amount of research. What makes the difference between people who are unsuccessful, people who are successful, and those that are highly successful? Now, you may think that they've got red sparkly underpants and they go in and they whiz around and become Superman or Superwoman. However, it's nothing like that. They are people like you and me, but the big difference is that they have self-belief. They believe that they will succeed. They don't necessarily know how. They don't need to know that to start with. They just need that unwavering sense of, I will succeed. But succeed in what? Because the other thing that all of them have and that makes a huge difference, it's the thing that makes people get up in the morning when it's dark and cloudy and they don't feel great. And that's a sense of purpose. So what's your why? What is it that gets you excited and makes you feel passionate about the things that you're wanting to achieve? Think about your life. Think about what you would like to leave as your living legacy. And I know lots of people think about a legacy and a legacy being at the end of your life. Well, you know, every word we speak or not, the way in which we speak it, not only to other people, but to ourselves. Every action we take, how and when we take it, or whether we take it at all, every choice that we make leaves a living legacy. All of the words and actions and thoughts that we have 
actually create that vibrational energy that has an impact not only on ourselves but on other people so if you're being unkind to someone that has a legacy not only for them because they feel of less worth but make no mistake it has a legacy for you too when you don't bother to say to somebody thank you that was great or i love you then you're failing to leave the positive legacy that those things would do i'm struck every time i hear people speaking to one another and when they speak kindly with loving words and i by loving words i'm not talking about pink and fluffy i'm talking about compassion and kindness and care you can see the other person expand the opposite is also true when there's a, a highly critical word when there is a, a an unkind word when there is a dismissive word you see that person contract now, one of the things that I find most interesting is that we talk about how we treat other people. But we can be so much more damaging to ourselves than anybody else can be. So our beliefs about ourselves, our actions, our words all add towards whether our life is going to be successful on any terms or not. And the interesting thing is that the person who can make the difference to this is you. If you leave it to everybody else, then you have to put up with what they give you. So we're at the beginning of the year. I believe that 2021 is going to be a pivotal year, a year when there are going to be a lot of changes. And I think it's important to recognize that the thinking that got us here isn't gonna be the thinking that gets us out of here. If you are at the moment dealing with real challenges, I want you to recognize it's not the challenge that defines you. It's what you do with it. So you can choose to think, well, what can you do? The economy's bad. I can't go out. We're in lockdown. Yada, yada, yada. Or you can start to think about, I choose to make the best of this situation. I choose to look for the opportunities. And when you look for the opportunities, you'll find that there are opportunities waiting for you. Your body language is so important. I was talking to a client earlier this week, a young client who's struggling and feeling anxious. And we talked about the importance of your posture. Just by changing your posture, putting your head up, your shoulders back, standing straight, breathing deeply, it has a profound impact. The breathing deeply takes you from logical left brain to your right brain. Left brain tends to like either or, and it tends to catastrophize when things don't go well. Right brain is where your creativity is, where your solution finding is. And if you can get into your right brain, you're much more likely to find a way through whatever's going on. So breathing deeply, changing your physiology, that's the first thing to do. And it works quickly but it's not lasting unless you do something else. So then it's about how are you thinking? What's the quality of your thoughts? 95% of our thoughts are habitual. And those of you who've been listening to my show will know that I talk about this all the time. Our thoughts don't cross our conscious mind. 
So the first stage is awareness. But the real nub of this is nothing will change unless you choose to do things differently. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And so this is about taking action and taking action in a sustained way. And I'm sure when we talk to Joseph, he'll talk to you about taking action in terms of getting your business going using LinkedIn. But this is true of every part of your life. And it's one of the reasons why this show has got the title Leadership for Life, because you're not two people. You're not the professional person and the personal person, even though you might talk about me, myself personally, you're all one. And actually the same patterns that you take into your personal life are likely to show up in your professional life, although not always, and vice versa. But taking action is not about the grand gesture. It's about the small, consistent actions taken day by day by day. We started off today by talking about self-belief. And self-belief is one of those things which is absolutely fundamental to success. So what's the relationship that you have with you? Do you put yourself down? Do you have a separate set of criteria for everybody else in terms of success that you have for yourself? Are you harder on you than you are on other people? Do you put yourself down? Do you criticize yourself all the time? Because if you do, that's something you need to work on. And if you're struggling to do that, then I suggest that you get some help. There's lots of stuff on the Genuinely You website that can help you with that, both free stuff and some paid for programs. Ultimately, it's you who's going to make the decision, consciously or not, of how successful you want to be. In my experience, and I've worked with so many clients now, people fall into two camps, fear of failure. And if you fear you'll fail, it's a done deal because most likely you won't get started. If you fear you'll fail, you're going to make a very different set of, of decisions than if you believe and you really are going to do what needs to be done in order to succeed. You will not stay cloistered in your, your, um, in your comfort zone because you're frightened to do something different. And many people stay in their comfort zone, even though it's incredibly uncomfortable, because better the devil you know than the devil you don't. This is not a time for you to play small. It's not a time for you to allow your fears to stop you, because if you do, your world will get smaller and smaller and smaller. It's a time to put your big girl pants or your big boy pants on, to stand tall, to use your physiology in the first instance, and then the language that you use about yourself and the world um, and your thought processes around, I'm going to succeed, don't know quite how at the moment, but there are people there who can help me. The most important thing in all of this is you're going to succeed in what? Because unless you have a clear idea of what you mean by success, you'll never know if you've got there. And so many people, whether they're in business or not, will talk about, I have, this is our success criteria, but it's not clear, or they keep changing it. So they don't ever get the opportunity to enjoy celebrating those successes. And it's really important to celebrate each small success 
Nothing breeds success like success. But if you're putting yourself down, the chances are you won't see those successes at all because you'll always be putting more and more and more criteria in until you think that you've succeeded. Or you will have such a, a woolly view of what success is, again, you won't know whether it how that you've met it. Now, after the break, we're going to meet a Joseph Frankie III, and he has a huge amount of success on his own terms, but also in helping other businesses using LinkedIn. So I'm going to see you after the break. Don't go away. See you in a moment. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome back. In a moment, you're going to meet Joseph Frankie III, but before he joins me, I'd like to share his bio. Now, those of you who've watched the show before will know I don't want to miss a bit of the richness of his bio, so I'm going to read it. Joseph Frankie III is a West Point graduate who had a full career in the US Army as a warfighter and logistician for over 30 years. He commanded at all levels from platoon through installation. Post-military, he used his logical skills to work on an infrastructure projects in the US and internationally. Currently, as an award-winning author, coach, and search consultant, he advises executives and transitioning military leaders. Most often, he helps them better merchandise themselves by helping them build a LinkedIn bridge from where they are now to the where they want to go. Joe claims over 40 years of leading multifunctional teams worldwide in engineering, logistics, life sciences, 
technology, aviation, and environmental services from startups to Fortune 500 companies in both the private and public sectors. Wow. And we have the privilege of sharing that experience today. So I'd like to welcome Joe to the show. Hi, Gina, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us. You have an amazing wealth of experience. And, you know, there's so much uncertainty with COVID, with the political um, situation going on around the world, that you have to be show ready in order to attain your goal. These are your words, not mine. So I'd like you to help us understand why is LinkedIn so important? How can it help us get our show on the road? Well, LinkedIn just happens to be the biggest billboard uh, in the world. And for people, uh, you know, you can use so many of the rich features it has uh, at little or no expense. The amount of uh, publicity you get by having a profile. And if you've got a company, no matter what size, I mean, they have a company page that you can utilize. Uh, there are just so many things you can use to, to get out there. And LinkedIn has carved out its niche, you know, in the business world, not so much as the social world as Facebook and uh, Twitter. And they do uh, make an effort, you know, to try to police up the uh, battlefield per se and, uh, you know, try to keep it a, uh, a good forum. Uh, I think uh, with as large as it is, uh, you know, it's going to have its challenges from time to time, but, um, you know, it, it has its own methodology for doing that. That's great. So one of the things you talk about is that content is incredibly important, LinkedIn. Can you share with our listeners and our viewers why you think that's so and how they can make the best of their of their knowledge and expertise to create great content? Well, I think just naturally as we were enculturated and you talk a lot about focus and, you know, the baggage that we all uh, bring. Um, but LinkedIn is a platform that, you know, basically uh, rewards you for good quality content. I mean, the more good quality content you have, you know, the greater the likelihood that you're going to show up in a uh, search, you know, for your expertise, skills, or more importantly, your, your knowledge to solve problems. You know, as an executive search consultant, nobody ever, you know, uh, retained me to say, hey, Joe, I, I need a new chief financial officer. What they say is, Joe, I need a financial officer that can solve boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, they're very specific because usually they have uh, some sort of immediate uh, need. So you're looking for somebody that has has got that experience, usually having solved that problem or those challenges, you know, for another company or in their situation. Uh, so you, you've got to be a storyteller. And storytelling is all about generating, you know, content. And a LinkedIn profile, most people just use it uh, like the front page of a newspaper. But, you know, it's got pages two through nine. It's got a sports section. It's got a comic section. It's got an op-ed section. 
uh, you know, just to give you kind of the reference to that. Yeah. So there's lots of things that are, uh, can be used. And I think in a lot of cases, people that have this rich content and experience, you know, basically under merchandise themselves. In other words, they bring so much richness to the table, but nobody knows about it. Yeah. And if nobody knows about it, you know, and if you don't have it there, how can somebody find you? Yeah. And there's so much white noise out there, isn't there? You've got, you know, trying to stand out in what is a very crowded place. It becomes ever more important, doesn't it? It is a crowded place. And I always tell everybody that, uh, you know, metrics matter. You know, when you look at uh, as many profiles as, as you would think, you know, performing a search, somebody that can measure their production yes. stands out above everybody else that, hey, I was outstanding. I was really great. You know, all these qualitative things. And that's not to say that qualitative descriptors are bad. They're very good. But the quantitative ones trump yes. the qualitative. You know, uh, my, you know, my grandfather always said you you measure twice and you cut once. And the reason you do that is, you know, you want to be precise. Yeah, absolutely. I was very interested that, that um, you were talking about IQ and EQ, in, intelligent quotient mm -hmm. and emotional quotient, are, are both important. Can you give people advice as to how they might differentiate and how they might use that in terms of their profile and their content? I, I certainly uh, can. So let's take a look at, um, let's compare a resume, you know, because sure. that's what people in the system uh, is used to uh, using over the longest period of, of time versus a LinkedIn profile. And a resume is really, in my view, a two-dimensional mm -hmm. object. It's kind yeah. of like a black and white photograph. Yeah. Okay. But your LinkedIn profile is an oil portrait. Okay. And it has depth. It has hue. You know, it has brush strokes on it, all those kind of things. So you have all of this other ability to, to paint a, a more complete picture of yourself in color, right. you know, with your uh, descriptions. And so if it's there, you know, why don't you use it uh, to your advantage? And so you mentioned EQ versus IQ. So the IQ is really pretty much measured on the resume because there's no where to tell about, hey, let me tell you about the contributions we make by doing the show. And we're going to be able to help some kids in Tanzania, you know, pro prevent blindness. Yeah. You know, there is a place on LinkedIn for you to, you know, populate that kind of uh, information. Um, I learned this kind of empirically because, uh, I had some people, uh, contact me and, and I said, well, how did you find me? And they said, well, Joe, you're a blood donor. And I said, mm -hmm. wow. I mean, you know, that's interesting. Uh, you know, how can I help you? He said, well, uh, my child, uh, needs frequent transfusions. And so, you know, I search for blood donors. If I'm going to do business with somebody, I want to try to support the people that, you know, support you know, yeah, you can see why. Yeah. And there's probably a whole lot of people that are blood donors, but okay. If you don't put that on the profile, nobody can see it. I'd never have thought of doing that. 
So that's the emotional side. So that yeah. means that if somebody has chosen to do business, right, they say, well, how can I help these other people that are helping my child? Yeah. That's just one example, but you can take any other example and put it uh, side by side. I had another gentleman uh, one time contacted me. He said, well, you went to American Legion uh, Boys Day. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've got that on my high school entry. <laughs> I said, how does that work? And he said, well, uh, he said, I have a problem. I tried to solve it intellectually with a bunch of management consulting firms. And really, I'm going to try to have you mm -hmm. solve that because I'm going to find a guy I can know and trust and build a relationship with. And, you know, maybe you can help me solve this problem. Yeah. So those are just two quick random, you know, example. So my point is you do not know what every, what, what shakes and motivates every yeah. human being. So, I mean, as, uh, we had a, a baseball pitcher is real famous in, in America. His name was Dizzy Dean and he, he was the bane of English teachers because, uh, you know, he used improper English, but he had this famous quote. He says, it ain't bragging if you done it. No, I think you that's know? very true. So, and the way that you don't brag is, is use metrics. I mean, if you've done it, okay. Um, I think that's the, probably the biggest area that I think people say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put that there. I don't want to say that about myself. I said, well, okay. Um, you're my age. So what are you going to do? You're going to take it to the, to the grave with you, or are you going to let it work for you? because they were asking me because, hey, they want to land a new opportunity. And I said, well, you got to be show ready. I mean, how how do I, how can I help you differentiate you from the rest of the planet? Because the interesting everybody, thing. Everybody's so, got those stories. I'm going to say everybody is unique. There is only one Absolutely. of each one of us. And it's interesting. You know, I've helped a lot of people. Um, when they are looking for new job opportunities, help them with their uh, with their uh, resume and, and mm -hmm. with their interview. And it's interesting, although we use very different language around it, that you know, making the most of who you are and how who you are as a person. And I think for me that that's one of the things that I would always look for is what are the characteristics that make you you? What have you done and what impact that's had? And as you say, telling your story and not being frightened to do that. I think so many of us, as we're brought up, we're told not to brag. You know, that's being spoiled. Don't don't brag about uh, about things. That's that's too much. Whereas I think that becomes a real straitjacket when you are trying to sell yourself and who you are. I, I find that with the uh, military uh, transitioning veterans that are, you know, going from the military sector into the private yes. sector, because, you know, uh, you know, I spent 30 years in there and they breed that I stuff, uh, I mean, absolutely out of you. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of have to work them back into it. And I said, okay, what did your team do? And they can yes. tell you the richest story. Yeah. You know, what did your squad do? What, you know, I mean, what, what did you do? do and they said well you know joe I, I you know it says you know you're talking about you know for me to describe uh projects and i said well in the military did anybody ever give you an order 
And they said, well, yeah, all the time. And I said, well, that's a project, right? Yes. It's a task. Yep. Under defined conditions with an expected standard. Yeah. I live just outside Colchester and Colchester is a military town. It's the oldest yeah. town in the UK. And we have a, um, an army base here. And I've done some work with people who are transitioning. And the other problem I found, and I'd be interested in your take on it, is they don't see the skills, they don't see the the, the comparative um, usefulness of skills that they have developed in the army in terms of city street. And it's almost as if they're using a different language and it's having to bring those two languages together. I mean, the military has its own culture and it's, and yeah. it's built that way to achieve, uh, you know, the goals yeah. that the military has. Yeah. But when you transition into, into the uh, private sector, you know, uh, one of the beautiful things about LinkedIn, uh, I tell the military people, if you, if you lay out there exactly, uh, you know, what you did in your terms, then, you know, Hey, I can help you translate that into terms that a hiring manager, yeah. understands uh, a quick example of that is uh, uh, a, a former senior sergeant came and he was a he told me he says well I was a uh, first sergeant for a petroleum uh, uh, truck company yeah and okay and he kind of had that listed and I said okay what you were is you were a fleet manager of, you know, 55, <laughs> 5,000, you know, ton, you know, a certain kind of tractor, you know, uh, 55, 5,000 gallon tankers. You maintained an operational readiness rate. We got that down, you know, 93.5%. You know, he had a customer service area of 10,000 square miles. Goodness he, me. He made X amount of deliveries and no injuries, no one killed, you know, and yeah. we were able to define the time frame. I mean, it was a lot of specific questions. But once you did that, I mean, uh, people said, oh, this guy's a fleet manager. We need a fleet manager. Yeah. yeah. They, don't need a, they don't need a petroleum uh, company first. It's like drawing away the veil between who you are and how other people perceive you. And if you're listening to this, this is just as important if you're a, um, a housewife who is going back to work. Um, you know, I've worked with a number of people who've been unemployed and, you know, housewives say, well, I've got no skills. And so, you know, do you multitask? Have you run a budget? Um, you, can you cook? Do you, um, do you, you know, all of those things that you do and you just say, well, this is what I do they are transferable skills and you watch their confidence. And I'm sure that's true with the, the guys that you've worked with too, is as, as they start to recognize that what they have done has a greater value than they initially thought. So their sense of self-worth also improves, which gives a, also gives them a better chance of getting the job. That's true. Uh, I help a lot of people over time because they come into the Houston area where we're at, want to get into um, the oil and gas business. You yeah. know, I always hand them, uh, I go say, go to my bookshelf uh, on Goodreads. There's three petroleum books there. You know, give them a read, come back to me, and I'll make some introductions for you. And oh, by the way, I'm going to know whether you read the books. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> we're going to go through a little test. But, but the point is, um, 
they read, they learn something about that particular sector. They understand the language. You know, you have to know something about geology because, yeah. you know, oil and gas is talked about in those terms. And uh, then when they send, when they send them over, then they know uh, they can have a conver productive conversation. And so there's Thanks. nothing to keep anybody from, you know, basically using the internet or any kind of librarial function, you know, to uh, improve your knowledge in an area that you think you want to, to go into. I'd be really grateful if you could share with us perhaps two or three uh, examples of where people, you've helped people use something that they've done to create the story which demonstrates that they're able to solve problems. Because I think people who are listening or watching this, it's always easier to work from an example, isn't it, rather than just a principle. So if you could spend a, 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 just a few minutes sharing some examples of those stories, that would be really helpful. Well, I, I, a good story was um, this lady uh, had, had come to me and I was trying to help her and she was just getting what I'd call, you know, just above uh, clerical type work. And really what she was, was a, you know, very good business analyst. Yeah. Okay. And she had the track record to prove it, but she couldn't get it out there in a way that people could understand it. And so what we did with her and see English wasn't her first language. So not what, so yeah. she was crossing not only a barrier of transferring her skills, yes, but also, you know, trying to communicate in an environment that wasn't, you know, um, inculcated naturally. Yes. Yeah. With her. And so she couldn't understand why, you know, when I looked at her resume, it was, you know, it was very short and curt and, and then, so I just started asking, you know, questions. I said, Hey, what's the most favorite, you know, what thing really rocked your boat? I mean, what are you the most proud of, you know? And she went into this elaborate story about working up in the Northeast and, um, this particular bank tried to get, uh, uh, ATMs, you know, uh, some of them in Gaelic. Right. So I, I had no idea that there would be ATMs in the United States in Gaelic. No, no me. And no company, I guess, you know, that this bank had hired to um, uh, basically solve that problem uh, did that. And so what she did is she took it on and she got the problem solved and they actually had some Gaelic ATMs. You know, that's not that lady is sharp as a tack. Yes. Okay. And so once we kind of got that merchandised yes. you know, for her, then uh, she was able to get beyond that clerical thing and people could recognize, hey, this person can, mm -hmm. you know, analyze business, you know, situations at, you know, much higher level than, you know, uh, kind of what I'd call an executive uh, assistant, you know, yes. yeah. entry level. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how people very often play down their capacity? And I think part of it is they're frightened maybe that that they will fail. Um, and so it's easier to to go in at a lower level because then, um, you know, it's not so 
it's not so much of a, a jump and that that you feel that that's going to work rather than taking the leap of going mm -hmm. for the top yeah. and recognizing well you might not get the top but actually you might get in the middle somewhere rather than playing small well i mean you just got to lay out exactly who you are i had uh, one gentleman that said you know came to me wanted some help because he knew he was going to be departing and uh you know, these were kind of tough times in the Houston area because uh, of where the energy energy industry was at the at that particular time. And um, so um, I got to talking with him. And so I said, you know, you're, you're telling me that you want help getting another director level position. But I mean, you qualify at the vice presidential level and you know, perhaps, you know, uh, a little bit more than that. I said, because he had his metrics. Yes. Okay. In other words, yep. this wasn't a, uh, you know, in-depth dive to, you know, pull those out. I mean, he had on hand, um, you know, what, what he had done. And that's why I said, Hey, you know, the worst that could happen is nobody make you that offer. So he went out there and he, 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 he did that. And what, what happened is, you know, he got exactly what he wanted. Now he populated it so that, you know, people could see it. Yes. So if people could see it, that means when I or any executive recruiter, HR department, contract recruiter, internal recruiter is running a search on LinkedIn, you know, you got to come up in the search. That's yeah. why, Remember, we said you're in a content war with your peers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the better content, more compelling content that you have as compared to your peers, then you're going to be better off. And the reason you do that is you want the phone call. You want the email. You want yeah. that Skype message that says somebody wants to talk to you. And then in that conversation, you determine whether you want to go further. Yeah. But if you never get the call, you're going really nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I do find human beings are endlessly fascinating. And I think so often we, we've just got to get out of our own way, really. But it's always helpful to have a master, uh, somebody who knows the system, who understands how to, to make the best of it. So, um, I would like you to, I, I know that, that if people ask you how much work um, being on LinkedIn is, that you've got an equation. So I'd like you to share your equation and also how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you? Well, uh, I have a website. Uh, it's uh, jf3associates.com. Uh, and, you know, it's got a contact form on there. And uh, I have a bookshelf there. And Brilliant. the bookshelf to have, you know, has LinkedIn. There's three books there and the books are reviewed, you know, so it tells you what, what's in them and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, Lori Ruff and I are co-authors of LinkedIn, the five minute drill for executive networking success. Brilliant. And that is a one hour read. The hardest thing I think I've ever done in my life is write a one hour book. I mean, there's 177 pages on the cutting room floor. <laughs> that really made you make every word count, didn't well, it? I mean, the, the, the goal was uh, an executive or a high school student has one hour. Yeah. 
And so if you're riding on an airplane, the intent was at the end of that hour and before you got off that plane, you would have read the book, internalized it, and are ready to take action. Sounds absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm I'm going to talk to people after the break about um, Tanzania and the eyesight and B1G1. Um, and your choice was eyesight, but I'm going to leave that till after the break because that's what that whole section is going to be about. But um, your equation, F quality equals effort equals attention to detail. And right. In other words, um, uh, if you want quality, it's like uh, people will say, well, what am I investing in? I said, you're investing in yourself. And I said, so you, you and I, Gina, at various stages of schooling, we we all wrote term papers the night oh, before yes. and turned them in. Yeah, we, we got I've marked a fair few of them as well, I have to say, when I was a principal. <laughs> we got the appropriate marks yeah. for having done them the night before. Um, so I always say it's kind of like doing a term paper on yourself. You know, yeah. you've got to kind of get organized. You kind of lay it out. You're probably going to have to do some research. You're going to have to go dig up some of these uh, metrics. You get you get organized and and the, it's a quality of the effort. I mean, the, the person you're writing about is you. I mean, why would you ever short yourself? And yet people do it all the time. It's so silly. Well, I think a lot of people short themselves, uh, you know, because I think they just don't know the power. And yeah. what we're talking about is there is a lot of power there. There are a uh, lot, lots of other, you know, information out there. You know, I tried to make, we tried to make our book short because, you know, who's got time. I mean, yeah. I, I know yeah. you don't have time. I don't have time. So uh, uh, one hour was our, was our goal. And, you know, we put some checklists and other reading in there. If somebody wanted to take a deeper dive in one particular area or not. Time is a very interesting thing because we've run out of time and i'd like to say a huge thank you for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom um all of the details in terms of contact will be in the show notes thank you once again and don't go away uh, listeners and viewers because we'll see you after the break but thanks again joseph hey thank you gina it was a pleasure oh thank you it's been <laughs> wonderful to have you you have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life.
Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving. The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I want to share with you the developments that have happened since uh, Masami Sato, who was my guest last week, um, took part in the show. Now, if you haven't listened to that show all about B1G1, please go and listen to it. B1G1 is um, a business making a positive difference um, organization. There are thousands of organizations around the world. And the idea is that you actually donate impacts and those impacts can be around education, eliminating poverty, feeding the hungry, medical, giving people good health, a whole range of projects. And after talking to uh, Ms. Samia, I was so inspired by her. I, I, we are a member, Genuinely You is a member of B1G1. And I thought, how can I use this radio show to help make as big an impact on the world positively as possible? And so I've done two things. The first is that Joseph was the first guest of the year and I wrote to him with three options of different uh, projects that I would donate to um, just for him being on the show in his name. And the three things that, uh, that were uh, the choices this time were to feed 100 hungry people in the US, um, to educate uh, 100 days of education for children in Africa, or to give a child the gift of sight in Tanzania. And the last one is the one that Joseph chose. And so um, I will donate from the show on his behalf enough money to actually make a difference, at least start the journey of that child to sight. Now, the other thing that I'm going to do is for every thousand listeners that there are, whether that's on the live show or on the download, I am going to donate and each month will choose a focus. And this month's focus is going to be on education. And so at the end of the month, depending on the analytics, um, I will donate um, for every thousand um, listeners, there will be a hundred days of education. Next month, choose something different. So please, please, share this let other people know you can be involved you even just by listening to this show not only i hope will it make a difference to you but you can make a difference to other people now if you're a business owner or you are uh, you belong to a business and you'd like to suggest this to your business owner if you go onto the site b1g1 and mention my name then we can keep track they'll do it automatically anybody who joins 
um, and mentions Gina Gardner and Genuinely You, um, your impacts will be added to our impacts so we can see like a stone being thrown in the pond how the ripples will move out um, exponentially if we all do our bit. Now they've broken the impacts down so that they are very affordable. It's not about you've got to be rich in order to do this. It is about making that commitment. All of this is about being taking action and you can make a difference as I say, just by watching the program, you are making a difference. By sharing the program with other people and getting other people to download it, and you need to listen to the whole thing, then we can help people around the world. And there are thousands of projects, B1G1, vet them so that they know that they are well run, that the money goes on the project, not on admin. Um, and there is no, uh, we know with real confidence that what they say is going to happen, happens. So please, please make this the year that Leadership for Life can help as many people around the world. Um, and ultimately, we want you to be involved. So thank you so much for listening. It's been a real pleasure to have you. Do contact me, gina at genuinelyu.com, um, with any questions or any themes that you'd like to have on the show. Next week, we've got Nicola Farmer. Very excited to have her on the show. Remember, it's time to step into being the leader of your own life. Take care now. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.